910 Ministries podcast, No Trash, Just Truth, with hosts Chris Paxson and Rose Spiller. At Proverbs 910 Ministries, we are dedicated to taking out the trash of false teaching and replacing it with biblical truth. Welcome back. If you tuned in to last week's episode on the third eye, you may have noticed that Chris and I were a little overexcited during some of it and not excited in a good way. Maybe you tuned in this week hoping that we've calmed ourselves down. Well, I think we need to warn you up front that we haven't, at least not with today's subject. No, we haven't. And given the topic of next week's episode, there might not be much hope for being really calm then either. But, you know, we've grouped these three episodes together and they all kind of go together. And they're all things that are being practiced and believed by people who are also professing to have Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And that really twerks us. I mean, last week's episode was about the third eye. This week's about Christian witches. And next week is about signs and dream interpretation. Right. And the reason we're spending so much time on this stuff is because, like we said, these practices are rampant among Christians, quote unquote. And while we welcome anyone to listen or watch, Christians are our target audience, and we want you to be educated on what's going on around you so you can confront this stuff with biblical truth. So, Chris, I'm willing to bet that many of our listeners never even thought Christian witches were actually a thing. Well, probably not, because we didn't even know it until a short time ago. But it is a thing, and it's a big thing, and it's growing. I see it all over Facebook. And other places, there are multiple Facebook and social media pages, blogs, videos, books, and even schools all dedicated to those who consider themselves a Christian and also a witch. And as we always do, let's define this group by using their own words. So I'll start here. The homepage of ChristianWitches.com says, you being you, your witchy self and your Christian self. You can have it all. If you're a soul who loves Christ and the craft, you're home here. If you feel strange about it, rest assured there are thousands like us around the globe and growing. If you're ready to learn and embrace the magic inherent in the Christ presence, let's do this. You're home. I don't think it's going to surprise anyone that we're obviously going to spend this episode debunking this garbage and the darkness of it. One thing I will say this website is truthful about is that there are thousands of women around the world who call themselves Christian witches, and that number is growing. I'm going to read their creed. Hang in there. It's a little bit long. I am a Christian witch. I love my cross and my wand. I consult my tarot deck and my Bible. I adore and am devoted to Christ and the goddess, capital J. There is no conflict in what I do, what I say, or who I am. Like yin and yang, I am perfectly integrated on all levels of my being. I am aligned with divine mind, capital D, and walk in the light, capital L. Whether I am walking in nature, hanging out with the fairies, capital F, or in high consciousness communication with angels, or commanding demons and spirits, or stirring a healing remedy in my cauldron, or pulling herbs for a tea, or speaking a spell, or dressing a candle, I am never confused, and I am never in denial. I know who I am, and that's like the biblical I am, all capitals for God. I am clear and certain. 
I was sent here by God for God's purposes. My path is flooded with light, again, capital L. I claim my divine selfhood, and divine selfhood is all capitals. Yeah, I've got some major issues here. Really? Let's start by, yeah. Let's start by defining this quote unquote goddess that they put on the same level as Jesus. And like you said, Rose, it was capitalized in the thing. Here's the definition about this from Wikipedia. According to several 20th century witches, most notably Gerald Gardner, the father of Wicca, the witches god and goddess are ancient gods of the British Isles. A horned god of hunting, death, and magic who rules over an afterworld paradise, often referred to as the Summerland. The goddess, the Great Mother, all both capitalized, who is simultaneously the, this is capitalized, eternal virgin and primordial enchantress, who gives regeneration and rebirth to souls of the dead and love to the living. The goddess, capital G again, is especially connected to the moon and the stars and the sea, while the horned god, also capitalized, is connected to the sun and the forest. Gardner explains that these are tribal gods of the witches, just like the Egyptians had their tribal gods, Isis and Osiris, and the Jews had Elohim. He also states that being that a being higher than any other of these tribal gods is recognized by the witches as the prime mover, capitalized again, but that God remains unknowable and is of little concern to them. So witches have this God and goddess connected to pagan and false gods. What Christian witches have done is substitute Christ for this horned hunter God. And whereas regular witches may recognize, but don't concern themselves with what they call a being higher than any of the other tribal gods known as prime mover, Christian witches say they do concern themselves with him because he is God almighty. We're going to dig into the scripture to see what the Bible has to say about the beliefs and the creed of Christian witches, as well as if it's even possible to be a Christian and witch. But first, we just want you to see that they are alive and they're working right now on social media. Here's a few posts. We're going to give you a few posts just so you get this from various Christian witches, Facebook and Instagram pages. We found one that said, and I'm going to quote here. We are about delving into the mysteries and secret teaching of Christ as revealed to Mary Magdalene and a handful of others, not the breed of Christianity created by bloodthirsty Romans. Here's another one. Christian witches, when mean Christians hate on you, be kind. They need it. Meanness does not equate to power. I choose to be powerful and kind. And then there was a follow-up comment to this one that said, Witches do not allow Christians to condemn you for using crystals. The very computer they type on are run by crystals. Now, I admit, I have no idea if a computer runs on crystals or not. But if you listened to last week's episode, you know that we made it clear the distinction between when using crystals are okay and when it's not, when they're used for mystical purposes. But you know what, Chris? One thing we noticed is that they spent a lot of time trashing traditional Christianity. And it's very interesting because it's not exactly the being kind and all about love that they consistently state that they are. No, it's not. And if you're going to be Christian, why bash it? You really are a Christian and a witch. Here are some rules 
given from various Christian witch Facebook pages. This is a Christian witch group. They say, we believe in the Christian Bible. While there are many translations and debates are welcomed, our fundamental belief is in the Holy Scripture. No, it's not. And another Christian witch's Facebook group said, we believe in Jesus. He is our God, little G, but we also do what we feel in our souls like the ancestors and old cultures did before church came to be. From that same page, they say, keep it nice, respectful, and out of demonic images, religion, and conversations. We are here about God, little G, and our spiritual path only. Then in all caps, no Lucifer, no devil, no Satan, no politics. <laughs> I do like that they linked politics in with Lucifer and devil and Satan. <laughs> That's pretty about funny. All I like. that, that might be the thing they get the most right. Oh, sorry about that if you're in politics. Anyway, you'd be surprised really how many books we were, you know, how many books on being a Christian which are actually out there. I'm going to give a few titles just so you can believe this. The Path of a Christian Witch, How to Be a Christian Witch, and Spellcrafting for the Christian Witch. I'm going to read an excerpt from uh, How to Be a Christian Witch. Because Christian witches is a spiritual path and not a religious one, there are no set protocols. The good news is you get to create your own. That's where this book comes in. This cutting-edge tome is packed with ideas, inspirations, and experiences from my magical journey. For me, being a Christian witch is a spiritual path. On this path are rituals, magical practices, spelled with a CK instead of just a C, and celebrations of sacred lunar and solar events sustain and grow us as practicing magicians. I pray this book feeds your soul and inspires you to walk your path as a Christian witch with your head held high, sharing your gifts with the world completely fulfilled in every imaginable way. And we know that when you follow your own path and have no rules, it always ends well. Uh, yeah. So you might be thinking, okay, there's a few crazy women out there who decided to try and con people and make money by calling themselves Christian witches. And that may be the case. Or it could be something much darker. But either way, women are jumping on board of this. Here's some reviews from the book that you read, Chris, as well as from another book on the subject. One person only gave this book two stars, but it's not for the reason you might think. Here's the review. I was expecting to learn how to use God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit in the craft, but even she seems unsure of the Holy Word still. I thought there'd be some clarity in this book, and all it gave me was bad energy and bad vibes from a Christian standpoint who wants to work with God and the craft, putting him first. She made very clear that you put yourself above all first. Yeah, if you're shaking your head like me and thinking that this woman who reviewed this book seems to have a grasp on the fact that God comes first, but somehow got off the rails after that, you aren't alone. One last review, and then we promise we're going to address all of what we shared with biblical truth. This review that I'm going to read now is from the path of a Christian witch. It was given five stars and the woman said about it, from the moment I began reading this book, I felt as if I had a sister leading me along a path that felt like my path home, but I just needed some guidance. Easy to read, clear examples, and many examples made this a reference text as well as a book to just read. 
I especially appreciated Ms. St. Clair's example of how to incorporate the triple goddess, both of those capitalized, into the sign of the cross, and sign and cross are capitalized. I am grateful for the gifts this book brings. Blessed be. Okay, let's start debunking this stuff with scripture, because while we can shake our heads and disbelieve at some of this, the only way to fight dark and demonic things is with the word of God. And make no mistake, no matter how they color Christian witchcraft as light, love, flowers, rainbows, unicorns, whatever, it's puppies. Dark. They like puppies, right? I, probably Christian witches do. They don't, they don't sacrifice them. But, but this stuff is dark. No matter how they want to mm. frame it, it's dark. And it's from Satan. So, Chris, let's start with what the Bible has to say about witchcraft in general, and then we're going to hone in on what it has to say about Christian witchcraft. And it has something to say about it. I think I'll start here with Exodus twenty two eighteen, which says, you shall not permit a sorceress to live. A little clear. Doesn't get much clearer. How about Leviticus twenty twenty seven? A man or a woman who's a medium or a necromancer shall be put to death. They shall be stoned with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. A necromancer is another word for a wizard, magician, or a witch. Hello. And in case you're thinking, well, that's the Old Testament. Jesus came and was much kinder in the New Testament. Here's a few verses from the New Testament. Galatians 5, 19 to 21. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And here's one from Jesus's own mouth in Revelations 21.8. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. And some of you may notice that sorcery or witchcraft is listed with other sins that many of us have committed. That tells us that practicing witchcraft, like all other sins, can be repented of and forgiven if a person truly comes to Christ. We just want to make that clear. However, if someone doesn't come to Christ, they'll be condemned to hell just like with any other sin. So what makes witchcraft any worse than lying? So much worse than in the Old Testament, they were told to put witches to death? Well, I'll start with John Calvin's take on it. He says about that passage you read, Chris, those who devote themselves to magic arts, either to injure persons by their fascinations or to seek revelations from the devil, since such illusions carry with them a wicked renunciation of God, no wonder that he would have them punished with death. Exactly. And Charles Ellicott, a 19th century theologian, says pretty much the same thing. He says, whether witches had actual help from evil spirits or only professed to work magical effects by their aid, the sin against God was the same. Jehovah was renounced and a power other than his invoked and upheld. Witchcraft was as much rebellion against God as idolatry or blasphemy, and it deserves the same punishment. 
Just like we said with the third eye last week, we aren't talking about someone thinking Paul didn't write all the epistles that are accredited to him, or even having a wrong theology, thinking God created other people besides Adam and Eve because they don't believe that Cain married his sister. This is blatant collaboration with Satan and demonic forces. You can lie and still be a believer. We all have. However, you cannot be in cahoots with Satan and still be a follower of Jesus. That's exactly why witchcraft is linked with idolatry and blasphemy and why all of those were punishable by death. All three of these sins are rejecting God in favor of what Satan has to offer. So, Rose, let's start going through some of these claims and beliefs that these Christian witches have and see what scripture says about those. I'm going to start with Hebrews 10 verses 26 to 29. It says, for if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has outraged the spirit of grace? So here scripture is telling us that if we know the truth, if we know the gospel and the price that Jesus has paid to save us, and we intentionally go on in a sinful lifestyle, and we aren't talking about committing sins like lying and then repenting of it, but intentionally remaining in a sinful lifestyle, like claiming to be a witch while you're still, you know, claiming to be a Christian and a witch, you've trampled Jesus under your feet and profaned his blood. In other words, you aren't saved and never were, but you're worse than someone who's never professed to be a Christian because you claim that you were when you weren't. You made a mockery of Jesus. And as Galatians 6, 7 to 8 says, Do not be deceived. God is not to be mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. Okay, so let's look at how Christian witchcraft makes a mockery of God, even though they profess to believe in the Bible and Jesus. Let's go back to their creed where they say, I love my cross and my wand. I consult my tarot deck and my Bible. I adore and am devoted to Christ and to the goddess, big G, capital G. There's no conflict in what I do or what I say or who I am. So there's no conflict. That's interesting. The whole creed drips with syncretism. But let's break it down, Chris. You love your cross and your wand. The cross represents the gospel. The wand represents dark satanic powers. And these witches are putting their wand on the same level as what Jesus did for his people. Yeah, Paul has an answer to that in Galatians 1, 6 to 9. He says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but that there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one that we preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say it again. If anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. So how about consulting your tarot deck as well as your Bible? What about that, Rose? 
I could toss out more verses on this than we have time for, but I'm just going to pick two. Proverbs 35 and 6. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Revelation 22, 18 and 19. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. And Chris, I'm going to give you an easy one. How about being devoted to the goddess, a pagan god, and Jesus simultaneously? Again, there are so many verses that we could cite. And I'll go, I'll go to Paul again in 1 Corinthians 10, 19 to 21. He says, what do I imply then? That food offered to idols is anything or that an idol is anything? No, I imply that what pagans sacrifice, they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. And just want to reiterate to all of you that just because something has the word Christian in front of it doesn't mean it's godly. It does not mean it's Christian. No matter how you spin witchcraft, it's demonic. And yeah, some of these so-called witches may be con artists and not getting their powers from demons, but they're still dabbling in the dark arts and in the demonic realm. So it really makes no difference if they do have some kind of supernatural gift or not. It's all from Satan. And you can't call yourself a witch and a Christian. You can't. Exactly. And Chris, here's proof of what you just said. The last part of their creed, I am aligned with divine, capital D, mine, and walk in the light, capital L. Whether I'm walking in nature, hanging out with the fairies, capital F, and we don't even have time to go into that, or in high conscious communication with angels, or commanding demons and spirits, or stirring a healing remedy in my cauldron, or pulling herbs for a tea, or speaking a spell, or dressing a candle, I am never confused. I am never in denial. I know who I am. And again, this is the biblical I am that's used for God. I am clear and certain. I was sent here by God for God's purposes. My path is flooded with light. I claim my divine, capital D, selfhood, capital S, capital H. They claim to have the mind of God and even to claim to be I am which is God's name. He says it himself in Exodus 3, 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. Yeah, these witches are claiming to be God and they, they say they can control the demons. No, they don't command and control the demons, but they think they're God. This is a new age belief that God is in everything. He's in people, trees, animals, every living thing. It's called pantheism and it's heresy. You can't believe in pantheism and be a Christian. Believing that God is in you and therefore makes you God is exactly the sin Satan was guilty of. Ezekiel 28, one to three says, thus says the Lord God, because your heart is proud and you have said, I am a God, I sit in the seat of the gods, in the heart of the seas, yet you are but a man and no God, though you make your heart like the heart of a God. So, Chris, we've established that even if you give it a bath and put pearls on it by labeling it Christian, 
Witchcraft of any kind is demonic, sinful, and it's forbidden to anyone who claims to be a follower of Jesus. You know, we touched on this with the third eye, but let's talk again about why people who claim to be a Christian and claim to follow the Bible would be drawn to this. What draw is there to calling yourself a Christian witch? Like we said, people like to dabble in this crap. And they obviously aren't following the Bible. And that's probably because they have no idea what the Bible says. People who claim to be Christians but are able to be led astray like this are usually biblically illiterate. They just usually are. And Paul tells us in 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 7, and this is kind of long, but bear with me. But understand this, that in the last days, there will become times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving God, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people, for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. These verses always get a reaction, especially from women, but let's take a minute to exposit them. First, in the last days refers to now. The last days began when Jesus ascended into heaven and they'll continue until he returns. So Paul's talking about now. Paul's talking about false teachers here. People who seem to be godly, but are in fact wolves in sheep clothing. False teachers, like those who head up these Christian witches group, creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sin and led astray by various passions, always learning and never being able to arrive at the knowledge of the truth. Before everyone goes all feminist on Paul, it is a fact that women are more gullible than men because they often lead with their emotions. When he says they're always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth, he's saying that because they aren't studying the word of God, they're learning from false teachers. So they're never arriving at knowledge in the truth of the word of God. Exactly. And instead of being offended by Paul's words, women should learn from them. So study your scriptures. And this is just as strong a warning to men too. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it. Women used to have fluffy teaching while men had better teaching. But quickly, it didn't take that many, maybe what, 10 years or so of fluffy teaching for women. And then all of a sudden you started to see all these fluffy titles for men too. Well, We see a lot of women going down these paths, but I'm going to guess that it won't be very long till we see men going down this stupid path too. You know, study your Bible, people. Be led by rational thinking and the truth in scripture, not by your emotions and how you feel and what you want. Amen. False, False teachers, demons, and Satan all use the same strategy. They take a thread of truth a lot of times and wrap it up in lies. I'm not saying there's even a thread hardly of truth in this crap, but that's what he does. And then they present just enough of it, enough truth so that it sounds credible and lead people astray with their lies. Let me take a look here at this one witch's post again. It said, this is, I'm quoting, we're about delving into the mysteries and secret teaching of Christ as revealed to Mary Magdalene and a handful of others 
not the breed of Christianity created by bloodthirsty Romans. There's barely a thread of truth in this statement, but they do at least link Christ to Christianity. So for some, that might be enough to think that this woman is knowing what she's talking about. But the rest of the statement is heretical lies. There is no secret teaching of Christ. Hebrews 1 verses 1 to 2 says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. And you're absolutely right, Chris, but... For clarification, how do we know that Jesus didn't teach some secret stuff to Mary Magdalene and others? The Hebrew verse you read says that God is now speaking through Jesus. John defines exactly what this means. John 1.1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus is the manifestation of God's word. Everything we need to know about Jesus and the triune God is in the Bible. There's no secret teaching because there's no need for secret teaching. God has clearly shown himself in scripture. Scripture contains everything we need to be saved, to live a godly life, to serve God, and to glorify God in all that we do. Amen to that. And the other lie, this comment by the founder of this one Christian witch group, is that Christianity was created by bloodthirsty Romans. That's a direct hit on the Catholic Church and the Crusades, where they murdered anyone who didn't pledge allegiance to the Pope and the Roman Catholic Church. And those wars took place between the 11th and the 15th centuries, long after Christianity was established. Christianity was established in the first century after Jesus' ascension. It was first called the way. Then, as Acts 11, 25 to 26 tells us, so Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. Now, there's another possibility of what they mean by bloodthirsty Romans. Maybe they're referring to first century Rome since Jesus was crucified by the Roman soldiers. And I got to say, to say that Christianity was created by these Romans is about as stupid as you can get. So if that's what they mean, this is just stupid. As stupid as your definition of it, Chris. Yeah. The Romans were trying to stop it. They had just as much a vested interest in stopping the spread of Christianity as the Jews did. Read your history. Every apostle except John was killed by the Roman government. Persecution of all Christians under the Roman Empire was horrific. And it included some of the most cruel and inhumane tortures and murders throughout history. And guess what, Rose? If you just read your Bible, you'd know that because all you have to do is read what Jesus said to the churches in the book of Revelation. You're absolutely right. Sadly, our time is up. Maybe it's not sadly for you because we're angry again, but (laughs) we just want to reiterate that the only reason that we're spending any time on this garbage is because it's becoming rampant and it's all around us. And it may possibly even be in some of our churches. So we want Christian people to be able to stand up to this evil and darkness with truth. And we hope that we've given you that today.